What up, Steve? What up, what Just? How we doing? What it do? Good. I'm really good, man. I just got back from a four-mile run, so I took a cold shower and I'm still sweating despite a 10-minute cold shower. So, you know, the joys of running in 82-degree weather. Oh, yeah. Humidity's <laughs> got to be... in general. Humidity's got to be but, killer when oh, you're going on oh, runs like oh, that. Yeah. Let me tell you, it was... It was not as bad as a few weeks ago when it was humid and we had all that smoke coming down from Canada. Running in that was like acid on my like tongue and my mouth and stuff while I was trying to breathe in. That was much, much worse. So thanks, Canada. Once again, you're okay, <laughs> but not that good. Yeah. So thanks for shout uh, out to all the Canadian like a two weeks of there. pollution from Canada. Yeah appreciate that i'm just glad we don't live in like socal you know they probably deal with that much worse all the time yeah you know who cares about the beach when you got a nice smog over it the whole time it's true yeah plus in socal the weather's so much nicer all the time that you know you'd be we'd be outside doing things and instead we live in new england where most of the year it's you know not as a a good six months out of the year we get winter and it's kind of miserable out and then we get two boiling hot months of summer and then we get a few nice months in between. But if we had nice weather all year round, we would have way less time to go to the movies. And that's true. We would have way less to talk about. So that is true. Yeah, we're used to being stuck inside up here. We're used to having that seasonal affective disorder. We're used to just being miserable and inside all the time. And so when the smoke came, we're like, hey, this is what we do. You know, <laughs> we're used to this. Exactly. <laughs> so exactly. We've already, uh, we've already been hardened like iron. Yes, and uh, we've been jaded by the know. world and the weather. Yeah. Oh man, but yeah. yeah as of that, uh, but. as of recording this uh, episode, we have just passed uh, the start of July, which means we are officially halfway through 2023, which is crazy. The years just go by faster and faster as we get older, which I don't really want to dwell on because it'll make me sad. But um, yeah. tell me about yeah, it. Yeah, we uh, earlier this year. It might have been like our last episode of 2022, our first episode of 2023. I can't remember. Um, but we had recently discussed um, our most anticipated movies for the 2023 like calendar year, all the releases that we knew were going to be out. And at this point, we've seen a decent bit of them. I think we've seen over half of our most anticipated movies. Um, and there are still a few to come. Uh, next week will be the release of Mission Impossible, which uh, it Justin's making a very excited face. <laughs> he and I are both very excited for that movie. That is going to be uh, an absolute banger, and I keep seeing previews for it at every movie I go to. But uh, we got that coming up. The following week, we have Oppenheimer Barbie dual release, which I know everybody's excited Dude. for. That's going to be a wonderful back-to-back feature. This has somehow become like the biggest feud of the century like for some reason i don't know why like it's hilarious. i've been seeing memes all over the place about it like the they actually built the barbie mansion and it's gonna be you know up for i don't know not rent whatever it is airbnb for like one weekend and it's already going for like thousands of dollars a night or something and uh you know people are saying oh oppenheimer's got to match that and i'm like <laughs> they got to match that by putting their movie in the real world and i'm like well <laughs> yeah that's uh, a little bit less uh welcoming and homely i guess the, yeah exactly the the, the, <laughs> i don't put know a real guys... nuke in the real world little do people know we already got those right and yeah i don't know if fun, uh, so. <laughs> how many people listening uh pay up on uh, pay attention and keep up with like social media memes but the marketing not even by necessarily the actual um teams behind Oppenheimer and Barbie but just the meme feud that's going on online between the two movies and I don't even know if I would say it's like a feud uh because I think there are people that are going to go see both and it's just funny that such opposite movies are coming out on the same day but yeah the memes are great you guys got to check them out if you haven't seen them um mm-hmm. but yeah that's 100%. that's a big next couple weeks for the cinema and for the box office um I'm very much looking forward to all three of those to varying degrees. I think Barbie's pretty much dead last as far as I'm going to gauge an excitement level for each movie. But well, out of those three, probably yeah, exactly. All the movies that are coming. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm actually looking forward to the Barbie movie. I think it'll be really good. Oh, Greta okay. Gerwig is a great director and the cast looks mm-hmm. stellar. So I think it'll be 
quite uh quite an experience but yeah oppenheimer and mission impossible are like two of my five most anticipated movies as per our discussion earlier yeah. this year so yeah very very much looking forward to both of those um yeah. but then we also have uh, a couple other big ones coming out this summer we have a, a few smaller uh superhero movies i believe that uh blue beetles coming out in august as well as aquaman 2 is supposed to drop at some point we, everybody knows it's that's going to december suck, but december 20th okay, as of december now. um but yeah i mean i have more hopes for blue beetle than i do for uh aquaman which i think is kind of everybody's radar at this point but mm-hmm. um we then have dune in november and uh holiday season is sure to bring something that i'm forgetting about but the marvels is in november as well yes, and right. uh, the hunger moved. games prequel the ballad of songbirds and snakes is also in november yes, um, yes, yes. so those are back to back to back weekends actually dune is the november 3rd the marvels is november 10th and the hunger games is november 17th um and the next week there's nothing so <laughs> well there's a, a Netflix original called Leo, which is apparently coming out. Ooh. I have literally no knowledge about it, but it's a Netflix original, so it's going to be probably the best thing that comes out all year. Tied with all the rest of the uh, you know, Netflix originals, of course. But Hey, yeah, actually, dude, still well, some we'll get into this discussion, but I actually saw a Netflix original recently that was pretty good. So Really? What was yeah, it? Uh, it was Extraction 2, actually. Uh, and I saw the first extraction right beforehand because I had not seen the first one. Saw the second one was coming out, and I watched both of them. Surprisingly, pretty dang good action movies. I gotta say, recommend they just... if uh, if anybody has not seen them and they're looking for a, a decent action flick. Both of them very entertaining. Are they just like secret agent thriller type of things? It sounds like oh, the president's under attack. We gotta do an extraction, like get him out safely. Or well, it's not about the president, like but basically this. You know what? Let's just get into the whole discussion. Let's talk about some yeah, of the movies it, we've seen this year that we haven't done four episodes on. This podcast is free form. We're very not going to be structured this episode. We're just catching up on the year. So lay it on me, Steve. Yeah. So Extraction and Extraction 2 follow uh, this character called Tyler Rake, who is played by Chris Hemsworth. And he's an operative for some sort of agency. I don't think they specify exactly what government entity he works for but he clearly also handles like some pretty black ops or like not super clean operations we'll say Mm -hmm. that um but in each movie he has to basically escort um and like save these targets who are you know in the first one it's like a drug lord's uh son in the second one it's like this hostage family uh who's like the mother of the family is married to uh, like a Georgian uh, gangster. So similar settings, not necessarily visually, but base concept is pretty much the same. So they're not anything like groundbreaking as far as story goes, but um, obviously during the extraction, lots of things go wrong, which add to the tensity and the drama. And um, yeah, I just thought they were both very entertaining I was never really bored throughout uh, mm-hmm. either movie. And I think that the uh, Netflix original, like, moniker, moniker's not the right word, but the Netflix original suite, I'll say, has not been very good. Um, there, Every so often there will come, like, a show or a movie that, like, catches the world by storm. It's like, you know, Bird Box or something like that, and everybody talks Stranger about things. it for... Right. Queen's Gambit, stuff like that. Right, exactly. So every once in a while, they'll have a hit. But I mean, I don't know if you guys ever just like scroll through Netflix's library. They have so much utter crap there that they just push out. And it's most of it is just complete schlock. So it's mm-hmm. always nice to find a diamond in the, in the rough uh, with Netflix. And I think they've kind of got the formula down. Chris Hemsworth really carries both these movies with his leading performance. But... Um, I mean, the stunts are pretty cool. There's, I'm not going to put it on the level of like a John Wicker mission impossible by any means, but there's some, some creative kills in there and, <laughs> um, the set pieces are really well done. So yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed, uh, extraction and extraction too, but I guess really the discussion about the second one, which just came out pretty recently. So yeah, that's nice. one movie that I saw earlier this year that I, uh, I really enjoyed and had little to no expectation going in. Nice. Yeah, no, I'm looking through Netflix right now, and uh, 
it's on yeah it's recommended for me based on my my watch history and uh it's currently in the top 10 extraction 2 look at that nice there you go uh, also up there is the new season of the witcher which just dropped and one piece just got like 60 new episodes a whole new <laughs> they have it as seasons but there's no such thing as seasons in one piece it's just like the the story arcs the storylines um but yeah dude i was watching some one piece uh i was just in peru with uh my wife and my in-laws last week we got to see machu picchu which was so sick first nice. of all it was so freaking cool um did you see it evolving but, you know, to machu pikachu or did that happen at a actually different time? it was pretty amazing that exact thing happened i spent the whole week uh wishing that i could catch the south american region locked pokemon for pokemon go i don't even know what it is but i know that each continent has like its own one um, yeah but uh, justin's still pokemon going week. it up seven years after the game drops a hundred percent dude well once in a while, whenever I'm in a new city, I'm like, I wonder what Pokemon they got, and I always pull it out. Nice. But I unfortunately did not have international uh, service, so I was unable to. Um, but either way, uh, it was a cool trip. But yeah, had um, you know downloaded a bunch of stuff on on Netflix. I um, you know for for the plane and for our long bus rides to the hikes and stuff like that. So I was watching some One Piece, uh, dude. That that's just such so good. I'm still only on like in the two hundreds, but slowly working my way through as I have been for the last seven years of my life. Um, and I also have been rewatching breaking bad because, um, yeah, dude, every time like someone asks for a show recommendation, my top two that I recommend are if you want something serious, breaking bad, if you want something funny, uh, the real Rose of Simi Valley, which shout out one day we'll do a podcast on that. Maybe. Oh yeah, (laughs) probably. But, uh, if you haven't seen that, definitely see it. Also unrelated. Uh, I saw an interview with Jimmy Tatro, the guy behind Real Birds of Simi Valley, they're making a movie. We've a been wanting Bros a season. Movie? We've been wanting a season four. Um, it's a really weird situation where seasons two and three of that show got put out on Facebook Watch when Facebook had a very uh, bad idea and tried to make their own streaming service. So it's like really weird. And I know you were resistant to watching it strictly for that reason, which is yes. totally legitimate. Um, but for anyone who hasn't seen it, it's also free because it's on Facebook. Um, but since Facebook watch then crashed and burned real bros has been kind of stuck in this nebulous, no company is picked us up yet. Um, but there was confirmation that they're working on a movie, so there's no like timetable or anything like that, but that immediately jumped to my most anticipated movie of whatever year that that comes out. Um, oh yeah. Got to get back and see Xander and Bryce and the boys. Um, but yeah, if I see Bryce on the big screen, I might lose my mind. It's over. It's over. It's I mean, so it'll, prob- it'll almost certainly be a direct to streaming. There's almost no chance it goes to theaters. But, um, <clears throat> but otherwise, I would pay uh, for a ticket. I've been, I would actually oh. pay for a ticket. I got a membership, but I would drop the twelve, fifteen dollars to go see it. Would you see it in IMAX 3D? I doubt it would get to premium <laughs> definitely would screenings, not but it would definitely. It could probably get to you know some of these back. Uh, oh, theaters maybe. with um, just normal. Actually, I think I've, t- I've talked about this before. Man, watching a movie on like a normal sized theater screen after basically only watching things on like Dolby and IMAX is just like it feels like going from a normal theater to like your TV. It really does. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> like it, oh, it's man. still a theater sized screen, obviously, and you got the recliners and big sound and everything. But like Dolby and IMAX are just like such different experiences and if you only mm-hmm. see those once in a while it like doesn't really i don't think it doesn't really set in a register as how much of a difference it really is but man mm-hmm. those premium screenings are fantastic and i was thinking about yeah. that earlier when you're talking we were talking about barbie and oppenheimer and mission impossible there's like there actually is a feud going on with uh those three movies but it's not because barbie and oppenheimer come out on the same day it's because since mission impossible comes out only one week beforehand they are getting basically booted off most of these like premium screenings for Oppenheimer, which like Oppenheimer is obviously taking IMAX, no question. Yeah. But like for like Mission Impossible gets one week of Dolby and IMAX when it's going to be one of the biggest movies of the year. Yeah. Tom Cruise is justifiably not thrilled about that. So, yeah, I mean, it makes sense for the theaters though. Like even if the movie is going to be not that good or not, not necessarily not that good, but not, as big a hit you know well let's assume oppenheimer is not as big a hit as mission impossible which we don't know that you know it might it might be um but 
any movie, even the highest performing movies, have a significant drop off from the first weekend to the second weekend. And so, like Oppenheimer's first weekend, even if Mission Impossible does like double the total revenue, which is probably unlikely, but even if it does, the drop off is going to be enough that it, it just makes sense for the theaters to say whatever is new this week is always the highest week. And, you know, any big movie going out on the first weekend is relatively likely to outperform a big movie, a similarly sized big movie on its second weekend. Cause you know, it's usually like a 40, 50% drop off, something like that. Um, and you know, it just makes sense from a theater perspective, but it's definitely disappointing, uh, if you are Tom Cruise. So what that means is, Hey, you just got to go and see it opening weekend and oh, yeah. get your tickets ahead of time. Cause everyone's going to have that same idea. True. So, um, I actually have I'm tickets to see it uh, next Tuesday. So I think they bumped up oh. the, uh, Release. like the pre-release dates because normally stuff comes yeah. out on like thursday it used to be only like midnight showings on like thursday night and now it's pretty much just all day thursday even though advertisements still say like the friday day and so i think they're just yeah. giving it a few extra days earlier which makes total sense i mean they're just creeping up because i mean movies report opening weekend and so it's helpful for like marketing purposes for the companies to be able to say oh this movie did x hundred million it's opening week it's 400 million it's opening weekend it's like yeah because if you include tuesday wednesday thursday in that opening weekend because they tally the count at the end of like sunday or monday right if they just mm-hmm. keep extending it forward they can include that all in the weekend and then it boosts their numbers makes it look like a much more popular movie and then they can say we hit this crazy big number opening weekend when they're really adding a few extra days which obviously people aren't seeing movies as much on thursday wednesday you know work days um but it still helps so and it it works for us too because if we get to go in and there's less people (laughs) buying for the tickets and it's usually cheaper yeah on the weekend too so yep yeah that's that's the move for sure but um yeah that's that's definitely just an interesting challenge faced um, especially after the last few years where very few movies were coming out actually in theaters you know in and right after covid which, you know, we're much more removed from that now that theaters are more pretty much just in a normal swing of things right now. Um, like Especially after a few years of no movies coming out at all. Now there's, you know, enough movies again in that summer blockbuster time that they're on the same day and the week after. Yep. And there's all these shenanigans again when um, before we would have just been happy for anything to be in the theaters. Um, so mm-hmm. it's really a bummer for them, but a, a blessing for all of us fans who get to watch stuff back in the theater again. Um, I'm hoping to get up to uh, the drive-in movie at some point, the drive-in movie theater up uh, near our house that we used to, or our parents' house now that we're out, um, that we used to go to all the time. That place is the best, dude. Oh, my gosh. I agree. Uh, It's not the best for watching, like, movies that you really, really want to see. Like, when you're talking about Dolby and IMAX and stuff, just the picture quality, the experience... Um, the sound is amazing at the drive-in those are all pretty much terrible (laughs) except for the experience the sound is awful because there's bugs you know crickets making noise there's cars driving around the screen is just a projector so it's obviously not as good quality plus people are walking around in front of you people have headlights on like from all of that technical standpoint it's not nearly as good of an experience but you just get to like hang out with your friends. You get to throw some lawn chairs down. You get to bring like beer and stuff in and snacks, which like, you, I mean, people do that at a regular theater, but you're not really supposed to. But like, you can just bring whatever you want. You could bring like a grill if you wanted, like a cookout grill. Like, oh yeah, dude, the drive-in the is, setup is the, the place to be. Yeah, you can get a real setup. Uh, I remember one time we went and we uh, we had a couple of pickup trucks uh, in the in the fleet of cars that we brought, and so we threw a couple old couches in the back and then had some extra mattresses that we lined the truck beds with and everybody got uh, a nice comfy seat. So yeah, mm-hmm. drive-in theaters obviously have gone way out of vogue. Um, the one by us, I think is like one of the only ones in this, maybe the one of two in the state. I think um, one of two in Connecticut still. Yeah. And I yeah. Know there's one in Rhode Island as well, at least one, but yeah, but they're um, obviously few and far between. So mm-hmm. Not again, not that you would ever necessarily choose a drive in over like a normal theater for 
movies that you really want to see and like pay attention to and get the best viewing experience possible. But as like a social experience, man, drive-in theaters are just the best. So. Oh yeah. You can go way more people, you know, especially cuz uh that theater used to do $15 um car load nights. Typically it was $10 a person, which they did double features, so $10 a person for two movies is still a really good deal. Um but they used to do $15 Wednesdays for the car. And so we would just pack people into that car, dude. We would throw people in the trunk. We would throw people under blankets. Like, it helped that we were only two minutes of a drive away. And so, right. it like, it's not like we were going on the highway with 17 people in the trunk. Yeah, it was illegal for about as short a time as possible. So <laughs> Exactly. And, and unsafe for as short a time as possible. Um, but, yeah, dude, that was so, so sick. So just, obviously, when you're going to a theater, you can't sneak people in. You can't, you know do any of those shenanigans and so um just such a good time especially in that high school time frame when everyone's broke and you really don't care that much about the movie like we saw a bunch of comedies there that we really was just there for some cheap laughs and to hang out with friends yeah and um one of my distinct memories is seeing uh fast seven there um the summer after i graduated high school with like all my friends kind of as like a, we just graduated we're all going off to college like it's exciting, but also a bit of bittersweet because we know that, you know, we've been used to seeing each other every day and all that's about to change. And then we went and saw Fast 7, which obviously is a very bittersweet movie with the passing of uh, Paul Walker and the send off there. And it obviously graduating high school is not comparable to a man's death. But in terms of like that bittersweet emotional feeling and just like us all having this feeling of like, nothing's going to be the same we're all going to lose a little bit of this um you all had that charlie that Puth song and charlie Puth and Wiz khalifa song playing in your head as was what i'm yeah hearing. no exactly like you you can envision that totally and uh it was you know a key memory i think probably one of uh it, you know if we if we were inside outland it would be one of my core memory type of deals <clears throat> at least from that point in my life and uh yeah the drive-in movie theater dude I hope those things stick around forever because they're just awesome. And um, they are, yeah, a relic of a bygone here, era. I mean, it's tough up here, though. <clears throat> Excuse me. As we were talking about, you know, the weather up here is only nice for like a couple months of the year. So it's difficult when you know eight months of the year they just can't even be open. So yeah, it is nice. They're, that, they're open, uh, but nobody goes. So it is nice that yeah. when we, even when we get these bacon hot summer days. Um, the evenings are generally, obviously, when it cools down, when yeah. the sun goes down and it gets dark out, because that's how heat works. Um, but uh, it, it is nice that even on, you know, the hottest summer days, you have, like, a, a nice, relaxing way to spend, you know, a few hours in the evening. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Drive-in theaters, I wish they would come back. But, yeah. man, I'll tell you uh, an experience that I had recently that could not have happened at a drive-in theater. Um, and I don't think I've told you this yet because it just happened over the weekend and I don't think oh you were boy. back yet, but, um, this past weekend I went to go see the new Indiana Jones movie and mm. I don't want to talk about that movie cause it was very mediocre. Um, I'll just say it was better than Crystal Skull, not better than like Temple of Doom. So that's where I, I put it like fourth on the about Indiana what, Jones. About what expected. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was, I'd say it's closer to Temple of Doom than Crystal Skull though. So, okay. Take that for what you want. That's my whole review. Um, anyways, we're at the theater on Saturday, and we get about 10, 20 minutes into the movie. And it's during a, a scene where there's, like, spotlights going all around the screen. And um, suddenly, off to my right, I see, like, a flashing light. And I'm like, all right, some idiot has, like, their phone on. Um, and I look over, and I don't see a phone. I just glance over, so I don't see anything. I'm like, okay. Maybe I accidentally got like a 4D uh, <laughs> ticket, even though this isn't a 4D theater. And this is supposed to like augment the spotlights going on. Like it's, you know, a weird aesthetic thing. Mm -hmm. Nope. About two seconds later, this whooping starts going off. And I realize the fire alarm is going off. No. <laughs> so we have to leave the theater like 10 minutes into this movie. And... The theater then, after we've been waiting outside for about half an hour, fire trucks came, firemen went inside and, and everything, and they come back out and tell us that the theater's closed. No. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely what happened? Like the popcorn moment. machine 
went they off didn't or tell something? us. I, I never found out any more information Bro. about the cause of it. My guess is that somebody left the popcorn in too long because I don't think the building, like the building didn't burn down. I went back on Monday and actually watched the movie. Um, and <laughs> again, sucks. it ended up being like just fine. But the, uh, yeah, first time I've ever had like a fire alarm go off while I was in a theater. And uh, sucks. it was an interesting experience. So, yeah. Wait, so what happened? Did you get your ticket refunded? Because you didn't buy the ticket because you got the pass. Like, did you just give you a new ticket or just like, sorry? Well, it's a risk you take when you buy a movie ticket that it could just have a fire alarm. Yeah. Like, so, it's like, oh, it's like a concert that gets rained out. Like, oh, sorry. So or, everybody that like bought a ticket got this refunded. Um, we like I would have got my ticket refunded. Um, and basically all I would have done it would have opened up an extra reservation that I could have used for that week. Mm-hmm. But because it was Saturday anyways, and the theater was closed for the rest of the day, like it, it ended up being a, a wash for me. So yeah. um, it didn't like cost me anything, but I didn't gain anything back, which is, Dang. I mean, to be expected, but that's uh, a bummer. Yeah. So it was like, I had like three hours set aside on Saturday to go see this movie and then uh, had to find other things to do. So, Unfortunately, I wore like sweats into the movie because we went to go see a matinee and it was nice and cool like late morning. And then we get out like half an hour later and it's like baking hot outside. (laughs) And I'm just waiting out there half an hour in sweatpants, regretting every minute of my decision because I was prepared to be nice and cool in an air conditioned theater and then just get quickly out to the car with air conditioning and then get back home also with air conditioning. And I'd prefer that over like being chilly in the theater with shorts on or something like that. So a whole bunch of stuff went wrong that day. Yeah. It was uh it was a mess. Um That's tough. But man. it opened back up like the next day, so I guess it couldn't have been too too serious. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, that's crazy, man. I mean I guess they gotta bring the fire truck like once the alarm's pulled just to verify you can't just have some you know, non professional be like, Oh, everything's fine, don't worry about it. Oh yeah. But totally. I'm glad almost, that almost the as proper bad. protocols were followed, but also, yeah. part of me was like, man, I'm glad this didn't happen during a movie that I was, like, really looking yeah. forward to. If it happened during Mission Impossible, I would have blown my top, dude. I, that would have yeah. been <laughs> so frustrating. Yeah. But I'm like, it's just it's just Indiana Jones, man. Who cares? It's almost as bad as, like, the classic, you know, college dorm alarm goes off when you're in the shower and it's the middle of January and there's snow outside and you got to go out in yep. your towel. Cause yeah, exactly. exactly. I think everyone has had that experience or a friend that's had that experience, known someone. Uh, just an absolute classic. I swear, when I was in a dorm, we had like five fire alarms in one year. It was the most ridiculous thing. It was honors housing too. I'm like, how on earth are people burning this many hot pockets in the microwave? Yeah. And we're supposed to be the honors kids. Like, It is really appalling how many kids get to college <laughs> with like zero even like culinary oh. awareness or, you know, they just, you know, drink too much and then forget they have something in the microwave or something. And oh then it's my like, gosh, dude, all these fires start and it's just complete idiocy yeah. at fault. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I don't think that was the case stuff, at man. the theater the other day, but uh, yeah, pretty, pretty <laughs> wild scene at the, uh, at the AMC. So yeah. Um, so you got yeah. to see the first 10 minutes twice. Hopefully that was the best part of the movie. It wasn't. You got to see but, it twice. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but, you know, uh, yeah, I did enjoy parts of the movie. I didn't enjoy other parts mm-hmm. of the movie. So I don't want to do a whole yeah. thing on Indiana Jones, and I know you're not going to see it. So I don't yeah, want to. I'll see it when it comes well out on it, streaming. Yeah, that's honestly my gonna. biggest, um, yeah. like, review pieces. If you want to see it, just wait till it comes out on Disney Plus in a couple months. Like, you yeah. It's not worth going to the theater for, and it'll be included in your Disney Plus after that. Yeah. So, I mean, Indiana Jones for me, anyway, is like, it's one of those things that I just, I mean, I wasn't born when it was like the biggest that it was, obviously. Like, it came out in the 80s, so, or the first one came out in the 80s. <clears throat> so, like, it was way ahead of my time. Um, obviously, I've watched all of them, and I really like at least, you know, the first couple. And I understand like the impact that it's had, but it was just a little bit before my time, kind of like the matrix. Like I've since watched all of the matrix movies. Um, but it's just still like, I'm not obsessed with them just cause again, they came out a bit ahead of my time. I didn't grow up with them or anything like that. Right. Um, and so this was a movie that just the name Indiana Jones was never going to pull me anyway. Um, so I'll, I'll see it when it comes out in streaming, but I'm also 
you know, I'm, I'm paying for all my tickets. Unlike, well, I guess you're paying for them just in a different way. So I'm paying for all my individual tickets and, you know, gotta, gotta be a bit choosy with what, um, what we watch. Cause I still have about four at least that I'm planning to see, um, for the rest of the year, you know, mission Impossible, Oppenheimer, Dune, the Marvels, um, at the very least those four remaining this year. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's 80 bucks at my movie theater. So I got to, you know, it adds up quick. Um, yeah, so, I definitely feel you on like missing the the peak wave for stuff like Matrix and um, and Indiana mm-hmm. Jones, where we just you know either weren't alive when Indiana Jones was coming out, or just w- weren't old enough to go and like appreciate something like Matrix. Um, and man, that, that makes me think about the current era of movies coming out, um, and not just this year, but I'll use this year as an example because I think there have been several kind of landmark movies that have come out around this year. You know, the Avatar sequel at the end of last year, I'll include in this as well. Um, but I wonder how like the internet and pop culture has changed the outlook on not just movies in general, but like the immediate popularity of certain franchises. You know what I'm saying? Well, something mm-hmm. like John Wick to have the staying power that Indiana Jones, you know, still has. Like the first ones came out in like the eighties, right? So mm-hmm. uh despite us kind of missing the boat on the first trilogy, like the they keep making these movies because he's a, a well known character with a recognizable name, star actor behind the the main character, and like it's a beloved franchise. It is something like John Wick or uh, Avatar or um, you know anything that's really come out Dune uh, are, are those movies and franchises going to have like what kind of cultural impact are they going to have 10, 15, 20 years from now are they just going to mm-hmm. be big in the moment and kind of be forgotten about or will like internet culture be able to keep the the love for these movies alive longer than yeah the big hits of the past yeah no that's a really interesting question and i think we could probably have multiple whole podcast episodes talking about this question because like yeah i mean there's advantages and disadvantages now to the internet age right like i mean matrix the internet was out and around when like the matrix came out but um like in the 80s and the 70s for the original star wars for indiana jones things like that the internet was like technically around but not obviously not anything comparable to today which meant like social media wasn't a thing um which had a you know good and bad for the movies right it means Mm -hmm. now our attention spans are so much faster life and culture just moves on so much faster that it's pretty hard for people's attentions to be held and it seems like it's harder for things to stick in our brains right like like movies um, you know, movies that come out like three years ago are immediately forgotten. Big news stories that come out a week ago are immediately forgotten. Um, and so in one sense, it's harder for things to stick just in our brains. And so it makes it difficult to imagine movies like lasting forever. But at the same time, the internet like is a permanent, I don't know, memory bank, right? And it, uh, basically infinite memory bank, which means anything that ever has been or will be on the internet will be around pretty much forever and with the way the internet works stuff just resurfaces and stuff sticks around and you always have access um like people will always be able to go back and watch the entire mcu whenever they want Mm -hmm. relatively cheaply because of the internet when that wasn't really necessarily the case back in the you know 70s um well obviously people couldn't watch the mcu in the 70s but you know you know what i mean (laughs) um and so you know like social media and stuff will just keep things relevant for way longer than they should be because of the weird unpredictable nature of of social media i don't know and and of youtube commentaries and of memes and stuff like that um and so it's really interesting to wonder like what what will the view of current movies look like in 20 years from now you know Mm -hmm. um and also just it seems like the landscape of the movie industry has changed a lot obviously covid and the streaming 
wars, I guess if you call them that, have had monumental effects on on just the movie industry, right? So many movies are sent straight to streaming. Theater numbers are down kind of across the board for the last few years. Obviously, COVID accelerated that, right? So many movies that were planned for that time mm-hmm. went straight to streaming. And there's just so much more content out there. So much. Shows, movies that are like originals on streaming and stuff like that, that it's so much harder to stick out now than it would have been back in the 80s and 90s. Um, and and it, so many movies now are based off of existing franchises, which doesn't automatically make them bad. It just means that, you know, it is a is a movie like Into the Spider-Verse, right? It's an amazing movie across the Spider-Verse, amazing movie. But is something like that going to have as big of an impact in the next 20, 30 years as something like Indiana Jones when it's already attached to an existing property, right? Like it's not going to by itself necessarily make as big of an impact that lasts that long because there's all this other Spider-Man stuff that people have already known and associated with. Like in terms of a technical sense, like the achievement with um, animation and the way that it's going to affect animation moving forward, yes, absolutely it's going to have a big impact. But since it's attached to an existing like IP franchise character which so much of of the modern time is right like oppenheimer is not but mission impossible part of a franchise barbie is with an ip dungeons and dragons with an ip all the marvel stuff is with an ip like john wick was original but part of a friend which part of a franchise isn't necessarily a bad thing but like so many of the movies are part of a franchise are connected to an ip um that it's just it seems difficult that something's going to stick out just as a movie in the way that it would have, you know, 30, 30, 40 years ago. Um, I don't know. It's like music now. Like what albums are going to stick out as being truly great and iconic albums from the last five years? Like I have a relatively hard time thinking of many just because of streaming and how much access we have. And, you know, People can watch more what they want rather than watching just what hits theaters than what's on radio. Yeah. And it's good because there's more access. It's cheaper, well, generally cheaper. And you can listen to more what you want rather than what's just there. But it also means that it's difficult for anything to really rise above. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we could have a much, much longer conversation about this, but those are my initial thoughts. And, and I'm hoping that some of these upcoming movies are going to hit that. I'm really hoping that Oppenheimer is going to be like this legendary movie that we're all talking about 15 years from now. Um, you know, we'll, we'll just have to see and how, you know, wait and see how it plays out. But yeah, those are all really good points. I think the point about like the attention span changing with the internet is a really good one. Like, yeah, on one hand, the internet is forever and anything posted there or discussed about or, you know, even memes, whatever, like meme culture changes. But like mm-hmm. the discussion about certain movies will always be found on the Internet. Um, it makes it a lot easier for fans of like cult movies to uh, to get together, you know, much easier. Um, and so even movies with smaller fan bases can still have discussion, whereas um, those had to be like much smaller groups. Um before the internet made communication so much easier uh at the same Mm -hmm. time the cycle of news and you know what's hot and what's not has you know just like a a five minute cycle and so there will be plenty of stuff that you know is a big hit for a week and then kind of drops off the radar and kind of the yin and yang of those two different energies i guess i would say is really going to be interesting to view in in hindsight, um, mm-hmm. and see kind of what has, you know, survived the test of time in the internet era and what was, you know, regarded when it came out, but then kind of fell victim to that, uh, that new cycle of, you know, what's next, what's next, what's, what's next. Um, and so I think it's probably even still too early at this point to, uh, to make a judgment on, 
you know, what movies have made it through the internet era because the internet is still pretty new. I mean, really has only been used in its current state for probably the last decade. And that's probably being generous. Um, but movies aren't old enough at this point to, to, to have that test yet. So I think in another couple of decades, it'll be a, an interesting way to look back and see what uh, movies made it through, how like big hits fared and how the discussion around um, all these films has changed over time. But mm -hmm. I just I didn't mean to get us off on this uh, whole tangent, but I just, no. it was something that, that came to me as we were, as we were chatting. And uh, yeah, it's definitely a, a really interesting subject to broach and, and look back on later. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, to seeing that in real time. Yeah. I mean, I'm fairly confident that things like Infinity War and Endgame are going to be classics for. Well, I didn't even long, say long the MCU time. in my examples because <laughs> that's already like etched in stone. As well, yeah, a couple uh, of them will be. I think many will be forgotten. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. The MCU is a whole different beast because with just so many entries, like obviously the MCU on its own is not going to be forgotten. Um, but there are certain landmark entries that will mm -hmm. definitely last longer in pop culture than um than others and that's i mean yeah. you can't expect all of them to have the same impact and I, I think that'd be unfair um but yeah i think like the first avengers uh infinity war endgame um these movies are gonna are gonna be when we, again when like cinema students look back and you know future scholars study the mcu <laughs> mm -hmm. those are gonna be big ones that like change yeah. the course of of cinema um, yeah for sure yeah no we'll definitely have to do an episode on you know the movies that we think are going to be considered classics you know 25 years from now movies from the teens and 20s you know up till now that are going to be classics in 20 25 years i think that would be a really interesting topic to do um and i think i don't think it would be as hard as maybe we're imagining to at least predict a few right yeah um a couple kind of immediately jump out I guess it depends how far back we want to go, but you know some some comedies that immediately jump out like Superbad, um, you know things like that, kind of make me think. You know this is going to be <laughs> kind of around forever. Um, oh yeah, Superbad is but, definitely one of the like hallmark films of that Judd Apatow, yeah, mid two thousands comedy era. And yeah, I guess that's probably too far back to really be considered a modern movie anymore. Or something like the Notebook. I don't remember exactly when that came out. That'll probably be considered. I think that was twenty eleven. For a long time, was it? Yeah. Maybe something like La La Land as well. Um, kind of some of these movies that have been kind of critical darlings and also done pretty well financially. But um, we can, you know, we can hold that, think on it, and think about it for maybe a podcast down the road. But um, but Steve, we're at the halfway point of the year. Um, we had talked about you know, some of our most anticipated movies, a lot of them fell in this first six months. Part of that is because as the year goes on, we get more information, we get release dates, we get trailers. So a lot of the promotional stuff and just information we had was for the first half of the year back in January when we did that episode. Um, so just looking back a little bit on the ones that we had anticipated, the ones that we hadn't, we're not going to go deep into everything that we saw or is everything that we've seen the first half of the year or, you know, the things we've reviewed, we've re reviewed, people can go back and listen to it, but just general feelings. How have you felt about the year so far with cinema? How are you feeling like overall pleased with how it's been? Are you feeling confident about the rest of the year moving forward? Like, has this been an exciting year for you? Kind of what have, what have your thoughts been? Um, especially coming in with some anticipation for some of these movies. Yeah, great question. I actually have my AMC um, app open up right now, and I'm looking at everything that I've seen this year. And I got to tell you, this year has been pretty dang good so far. Um, there have been a handful of movies that I didn't really enjoy, but mostly everything that I've seen, I, I quite enjoyed. Um, not a ton of like, critical acclaim necessarily because i am not a you know an academy member i'm not going to be 
casting votes for you know the Oscars this season, unfortunately. Um, even though I think I could do a pretty good job at that, uh, but I mean I'm looking through my list here and. I know we had our most anticipated movies of the year uh, episode earlier, and man, there are some there are some movies in here that I did not have on my list, but that I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed um, seeing. Uh, I don't believe we had Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. I think we both said Quantumania was higher on our anticipation list. Guardians might have been a uh, an honorable mention, but the Guardians movie was fantastic. And if you go back and listen mm-hmm. to our review, you'll just hear us raving about it the whole time. Um, yeah. I think we were looking forward to Quantumania a bit more uh, due to the like future implications that it, you know, was presupposed to have on the MCU. But so silly of us. <laughs> yeah, I know how. Uh, how past us were, were idiots um <laughs> yeah and current us are idiots but hey um that's true that's unrelated though yeah not causal here um but yeah no. guardians i mean i think we both just kind of knew that it was gonna be pretty good but i don't think either of us really expected it to be as good as it was um yeah. james gunn like we've discussed you know multiple times before now moving on to dc and this makes me um definitely looking forward to what he has in store i i read recently i think earlier this week or maybe end of last week that uh the actors the actor and actress for superman and lois have just been cast for the superman uh, legacy movie coming out in a couple years so uh, that's pretty exciting and it sounds like he's uh james gunn's getting the ball rolling on that um but even uh i'm looking here i saw the flash a couple weeks ago and i mean that movie got crazy reviews before it was out like some people were saying it's the greatest superhero movie ever let me save you a watch it's definitely not even in like my top 20 but i enjoyed the flash much more than i thought i was going to um it's not a perfect movie by any means it's not necessarily even a great movie by any means Uh, but what it does well it really does well and i think is a really great uh step for the dc universe even though things are getting kind of reset with gun taking over um just the kind of litany of bombs that they've had at the box office critical and uh financial have really left them in a bad place obviously leading to gun taking over but the flash doing well and um being a a solid movie was um definitely a, a welcome surprise um also taking a look at the the rest of my list here um where is it uh i saw the new transformers movie also which is again not going to win any awards uh and transformers is one of these franchises that i think should have ended a long time ago but they keep making money and by golly if they aren't just entertaining movies this plot complete mess the acting leaves a lot to be desired but people show up to a Transformers movie to see Optimus Prime kick ass, say a really inspiring speech, and then kick ass some more while turning into a truck. And that's what we got in this new one. Um, what do you want, man? Yeah, I mean... Just go to movies, have a good time. Exactly. You know? A lot of... I mean, we're guilty of it, too. And, and this whole culture of, like, overanalyzing and super critiquing um, movies and media in general. And while I think there's merit to that to some degree, I'm not saying that, you know, there should never be any criticism um, because you're just different people will enjoy different things. Like, I think there are certain things that absolutely should be criticized and scrutinized with with all forms of media and art in general. Um, But, man, sometimes it's just good to go to a movie and see big robots punch each other. I tell you what, there's just something some childlike joy that comes from watching Optimus Prime beat up some uh, Decepticons or Terracons in this movie. Uh, Mm -hmm. But yeah, that was another one that kind of surprised me. Um, And then the most recent one, uh, well, before Indiana Jones, the most recent one that I've seen uh, is Pixar's new movie, Elemental. Um, Mm -hmm. This movie had probably the worst marketing I've ever seen uh, for a Pixar movie. I had no idea what it was going to be about going into it, but it's Pixar, so I figured I'd check it out. And after viewing it, I understood why the marketing was so 
not good. Um, it, it basically is like a rom-com uh, set in like a kind of Zootopia-esque world, but instead of different animals living together, it's all these different elements. Um, mm-hmm. But I get it's really hard to market a rom-com without just giving away the entire story. Uh, yeah. But I quite liked Elemental. Uh, it's tough to gauge Pixar movies because they have so many, like 10 out of 10 movies, that even their second-tier movies, which are all pretty great, you're like, we all, yeah, but it's no, you know, it's no incredible. It's, it's, no, yeah. it's no Monsters, Inc., right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's a little bit unfair to the new ones that have come out. I know Onward gets a lot of crap. I loved Onward. Uh, Elemental is probably going to be ranked pretty low on people's like Pixar lists, but I thought this movie was great. Um, it was really cute. Uh, the visual animation was done stunningly. They had a lot of cool visual gags with all these different elements mixing. And I really liked all the characters. So this is, uh, another movie that was definitely flying under my radar. Um, but I really enjoyed and, there's been a couple other ones that I saw that I, I didn't love quite so much, but for the most part, I think this year's been really, really excellent so far. Mm-hmm. It has mostly delivered on the big movies that it has promised. I think Quantumania is probably the biggest flop for the year in terms of people's expectations going in. But it's not like Quantumania was the worst movie ever. It's no, it's no Thor: Love and Thunder, as we like to say around here. Uh, Justin just pretended to vomit as I said the name of that movie. Um, yeah, but. Yeah, I mean, this year still has a lot of heavy hitters on the way. And I I really think that this could be a, a year where we look back and we're like, man, 2023 had a lot of great movies. What a, what a great cinematic mm-hmm. year. Um, yeah. So, yeah, uh, those are my long-winded thoughts on movies this year. Uh, mostly hits. Um, I mean, I think even like the the hits of john wick and um guardians are even enough to outweigh the flop of uh quantumania for me like i mm-hmm. expected john wick to be good i did not expect it to be as good as it was i expected guardians 3 to be good i did not expect it to be as fantastic as it was and i've just seen a bunch of other stuff that initially flew under my radar but uh pleasantly surprised me so um yeah if the rest of the year keeps up like this with, you know, again, this, this is a big next couple of weeks here. Um, but I don't think mm-hmm. there's really anybody that's anticipating mission impossible and Oppenheimer being flops. Um, mm-hmm. and then Dune's really the big one in the second half of the year. I know the Marvels is coming out later. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it, but I don't have crazy expectations for it. Um, and so if these like three, four movies can all land for me, I think this will be one of my favorite years at the theater, um, in a long time for sure yeah yeah no i i couldn't agree more i've been very very happy with this year overall uh, especially after last year it felt like there was more down than up especially with you know multiverse of madness was okay it wasn't great it wasn't bad it was just kind of a movie which compared to our expectations not as good love and thunder we don't have to talk about it anymore yeah. um yeah uh, I do. We gotta call it, start calling it the movie that must not be named because you're visibly gagging every time the title <laughs> comes out. Oh my gosh, I just can't believe I saw that and paid money. But uh, either way, you know, just kind of a bit of a less exciting year, especially because that kind of kicked it off. And um, you know, I mean, Top Gun Maverick came out last year. That was awesome. Avatar came out. That was really good. Um, Wakanda Forever came out, thought that was really good. So, yeah, there were a few good things that came out last year, but overall, kind of a disappointing year. Um, and this year has seemingly just been nothing but really hitters, you know, outside of Quantumania, which, again, was fine. It wasn't, like, bad, but definitely something that I could have waited and watched it on Disney Plus and been just as fine with it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Dungeons & Dragons was a fun surprise, Fast X, I was expecting to be awesome, and I was not disappointed. It was I didn't even talk so about good. Fast X. Yeah, that <laughs> so, movie was awesome. You know, that movie was so freaking good. Um, and so, yeah, overall, just has been such a fun year. And this has been the most... I mean, I've gone to the movies more than I did last year, I think. And it's only, you know, what's today? July 5th as we're recording this. So 
you know, part of that is for the podcast, but another part is just like there's been exciting stuff to go and see like every month and I could have gone and see a heck of a lot more, you know, like yeah. I I've only gone and see the ones that I'm really really excited about. Um but there's so much more that you know, I could have gone and seen and probably would have had a good time with as well. Um so I'm really excited for Mission Impossible. I got to get my tickets to that. I'm really really excited for Oppenheimer. Uh, I I may or may not see that opening weekend, um, but I'll see it soon. I'm really really excited for um, obviously, you know, Dune two. <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna go see Barbie. <laughs> I'm excited for it. I'll watch it, but I'm not gonna pay to see it. I know um, you've had the Barbie theater. theme song playing in your head all year. Actually, I have been, but that's also unrelated. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh no but it's uh yeah no there's like a good number of stuff that i'm really excited about um i've been getting a ton of hunger games stuff like on youtube recommended to me which i'm sure is just a coincidence that the movie you know the first trailer has come out relatively i mean it was a few months ago at this point but more information has been coming out of it and now all the hunger games videos are getting recommended when i haven't looked at anything hunger games in like five years you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure that's all a coincidence, um, but that is going to be interesting. You know, I I didn't read the prequel book, but I'll probably go and see that. Um, and so it's just exciting. Plus, I mean, we got Invincible season two coming up, which I'm probably more excited for than any of the movies, to be honest. Uh, maybe not more than Mission Impossible. Um, but other than that, I think I think I'm more excited for Invincible season two, which oh, yeah. still doesn't have a release date, but um, it's supposed to be at some point in the late 2023 yeah that and the um, boys season four i think is on the way as well i think we got the first like year? teaser for the boys i don't know if it has a release date yet either so i'm not I would sure co- i would probably expect that beginning of next year but it's if that comes out this year and we get them both i'm gonna be super hype about that because oh yeah the boys is gonna be or hopefully gonna be really good um it has every reason to be and uh yeah there's just like a lot of exciting stuff going on um, and just personally, this came out last year, but the reason going back to way earlier when I said I was rewatching Breaking Bad again, um, I'm doing the full rewatch of Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul because season six, the final season of Better Call Saul finally hit Netflix, like, I don't know, three months ago. And I wanted to rewatch and do a full catch up before watching it. Um, cause I'd been, you know, I've been waiting for like a year and a half for that to hit Netflix after being on AMC. So, um, really excited to finish that and i'm just hitting all the all the crazy stuff going on it again and you know i remember most of the points you know it was probably i mean i don't know two and a half years ago when i did a my last rewatch of breaking bad um so i don't remember every single thing that happens but i remember most of the key points but even with that it's so good <laughs> and yeah um yeah it's just exciting and so i know that it just didn't come out this year but i will be seeing the better call Saul final season for the first time this year which i'm also really excited about so nice all in all just like an awesome time for viewing and it's it is relaxing to not have an mcu show every other week now like right now secret invasion is going on um we watched the first couple episodes we've decided we're going to wait until it finishes actually to review it so we can have the whole picture um but it's kind of nice to not just like feel like we have to be watching something every single week and I'm really hoping that just the delay means when stuff does come out, it's, you know, much higher quality. Um, but later this year, we got Loki season two coming out. And uh, what else is coming out? Do you remember? Is what if season two coming out this year as well? Or is it just Loki? Um, I, I know Loki. I know but... that each of them has had at least a couple of release dates. And I, I yeah initially saw for this year that what if was supposed to come out in like spring 23 but obviously that's coming yeah, gone so been pushed back i'm not looking too much into any of those shows until they actually you know put out like a firm it's coming out like today um but yeah it's funny that you said it's it's nice to not have an mcu show every single week when we're in the midst of secret invasion the uh third First episode long time. third episode just dropped today i have not watched it yet but i might go do that after we yeah, finish recording uh, I gotta wait for Lydia. But yeah, so it's, she's it's at work. about halfway through the uh, the season now, and I we'll talk about it when it's done. We'll give it a full review. But I really enjoyed the first two episodes, so um, hopefully it continues yeah. and and sticks the landing. Um, but the first two episodes have been a real treat and definitely a, 
a totally different tone uh, from what yeah. we've come to expect from the MCU in the past. So, uh, yeah. yeah. We'll do a full review on that. So we got to keep our our thoughts relatively Yeah, I, I was going to say chest. I had to cut myself <laughs> off there a little bit because I didn't want to reveal any of the details that are going on. But, um, yeah. Yeah, really enjoying it so far, and, and we'll have a full review out of that. But, yeah, man, I'm just yeah. looking forward to the rest of the year as far as what we can uh, talk about. I think there's going to be a lot of stuff that we both enjoy. I think there will be some things that we differ on as far as uh, our level of enjoyment and uh, other such factors with these mm-hmm. upcoming movies. So, though we agree on a lot of things, I don't anticipate us being 100% on the same page for all of these um but that'd be boring to listen to if we were just like yep i agree i agree all the time i agree same yeah all right next episode yeah, exactly so <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm looking forward to a lot of this discussion and, and i think we'll probably do a, a year-end review if not just like a second half of the year review when when all these are coming mm-hmm. out um or done coming yeah. out and uh we'll be able to look back at the at least the last six months and, and potentially the year as a whole and compare them to our expectations beforehand. Um, and then we get to do it all over again next year. We got, you know, a bunch of stuff coming out next year as well. Uh, obviously mm-hmm. it's more subject to change and, um, yeah, it's just a good time. I know we say it a lot. It's a good time to be a movie fan, dude. It's it really is. There's a lot of good stuff coming out. I know people like to give the movie industry crap and, you know, rightfully so. A lot of it will earn. But yeah, I was going to say, still. a lot of it is totally justified, especially with your discussion earlier about like franchises and stuff based on existing IP. Way less um, originality out there for sure. Uh, but man, we are also in a time where there are going to be some absolute classics dropped. And we can talk about them in 20 years. Look at that. I brought it all the way back around. That's a, that's what you'd call a callback. We're going to be... Yeah, we're gonna be on episode like six thousand by then. And hey, we're gonna dude, do if callbacks we, and if see. We, make we knew thousand episodes. That'd be awesome. We knew that cocaine bear was gonna be a classic thirty years from now, and internet memes dragged it back. Up. Cocaine bear. I didn't when even talk their, about that, but that movie was hilarious. Uh, when they're on their seventeenth movie, it's gonna be like Sharknado that just randomly makes like seven movies. It's gonna be like cocaine bear, then like cocaine eagle, cocaine hippo, cocaine woodchuck, and whatever. And it's gonna be crazy. Cocaine White House, apparently they just found cocaine in the West Wing of the White House today or yesterday, which is wild. But, you know, it'll be out of the news cycle in 20 minutes, so don't blink. But, yeah, dude, and and we're now less than two months away from Wheel of Time Season 2 premiere, which I'm still holding my bated breath, but... um, I have fully let out my breath I, on Wheel of Time. If yeah, it makes but me I, I'm still hopeful. Gasp, then I'll have inhaled it, uh, another breath for future. Yeah, I'm going to be a little bit hopeful, but it is coming out. It's something I'm going to watch. It's another thing that's on the horizon that I'm not necessarily excited about. But Julia, our sister, is now on the final book. And so she's been texting me like crazy as she's been finishing and flying through the last few. And so I'm getting excited about just that world again. Um, but... Um, I've been reading and actually I'll, we'll hop off in a minute here, but I've been reading uh, the Malazan or Malazan, however you pronounce it series, which is another big epic fantasy series. That's beloved by many uh, kind of known as a really hard to get into because it's super complicated world. It kind of drops you off in the middle of it, like book one with very little explanation and it is so intricate and it is just some of the craziest stuff that I've ever read in, any book ever is happening in this series and it is such a fun time i've been flying through these i'm already on book three and i've read about half of book three in the last i don't know six days or so so i'm flying through it i'm hoping to to finish in the next couple weeks and move on to four because it really is a treat and um it makes me want to go back and reread (laughs) wheel of time again but uh yeah just a quick job maybe i'll save that but yeah well, I, I still haven't read the prequel, so I'm only only 14. So I got to get that at okay. some point. But Sorry. um, yeah, yeah huge there's a lot of exciting stuff going on. 14 books. Yeah, a lot of exciting stuff going on in just movies, books, media in general, and um, yeah, it's a good time to be uh, it's a good time to be alive. So yeah, like Drake said we'll, in 2016, uh, what a time to be alive. 
well, yeah, nothing in the world has changed since then. So exactly, <laughs> it's basically but, uh, 2016 still. If you haven't had the chance yet, we're just going to do a quick plug. Go and check out our commentary. We've been commenting on a CT Tax Collector on YouTube. Uh, our friend, or I guess more specifically Steve's friend, Nate, has been putting together a bunch of videos where they make NBA legends battle each other to the death on 2K23. <laughs> on, two, on 2K, the video game, playing basketball to the death. They basically just get in there and brawl and we are doing the commentary so go out check it out show them some love it's down in the description you can go ahead and just click on it and that's just a much more light funny as i like to brag quite hilarious it is hilarious masterful masters of commentary masterness so go and check it out you won't regret it and anything else steve are we good to Dip on out of here. Nah, let's get out of here, man. We got uh, Mission Impossible to talk about next time we're uh, on the mic. So you got to gear up and get ready for that one. Come back and check it out. Yes, sir. Deuces. Peace. Peace.